Ladies, I do not have a beautiful story to tell you right now. I was 10 going on 15 minutes late for this meeting and I just have to openly apologize to my beautiful guest and yes she's glowing so don't let her fool you if she says she's not she's glowing (laughs) but yeah guys I'm so sorry so Lauren oh no you started with an apology (laughs) yes we did I need to apologize to this is your show I'm gonna let you do you (laughs) (laughs) come on in Lauren and introduce yourself Hi, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. My name is Lauren Clark. Uh, Yeah, I'm a writer, actor, comedian. I am also the founder of the Black Creator Connection, which is a community and podcast uh, for Black artists. The goal is completely all about uh, uplifting, empowering, and amplifying Black creators. And I also recently just started a coaching practice. So I coach creatives in just living a more consistently, more authentic, resilient creator life. Um, And yeah, I'm developing a program right now and hopefully a digital course. I'm busy, but I am blessed and I'm happy to be here. Thank you for saying that. Busy and blessed. Come on, ladies. We need mm-hmm, to be busy mm-hmm. and blessed. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. So Lauren, I'm so glad you decided to come on here because music is a part of my soul. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love music. I cannot sing, but I sing all the time. All right. I, is- I think I think that means you can sing then. <laughs> I wish. I think everybody can sing. We just like get in our head about it. I I also, I am a musician as well, but sometimes like the list gets long and I'm just like, I hear myself say it. I'm just like, enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I trained as a vocal performance major um, and an English writing major in college. So music is, I love music as well. A woman of many talents. Yeah, wow it's overwhelming <laughs> look I feel the same like when it comes to art because I just have all these ideas and my husband he's he's musically um he started off as an artist a hip-hop artist and then he switched into the business side learning like the behind the scenes how to mix how to master or record all of these things and I'm like at least you could hone in on, you know one like just music just that making beats yeah. whatever it was I could never hone in I always had a hundred things I wanted to be when I grew up Ugh. and if you ask me now I still have a hundred things I want to do amazing yeah and I think you can do all of those things you just got to do them one at a time exactly I had to learn that too I understand yeah so do you see that a lot when artists come to you like is it something oh my god yeah (laughs) so much content inside of us we gotta get it out yes (laughs) yeah I I feel like the the majority of the people who I work with they're just bursting with ideas but a lot of us have learned habits that are very self-sabotaging we have either perfectionist tendencies or we feel like we're a fraud and we're not doing enough no matter how much we accomplish Um, some of us genuinely don't know how to rest. And I think there's just a lot of 
there's a lot of society that is just built in us to do right when really we're all kind of just winging it. You know, like we're really all just trying to figure out what's right for ourselves. And I think kind of getting back to like a childlike sense of play, that's really all that I'm trying to do for myself and all that I'm trying to do for other people. Um, because that's what a creator needs to be, just, you know, free and in play mode. Oh, my gosh. I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Um, and as far as the music side, I was a dancer. I think I told you that before. Mm-hmm. And when I listen to the beat, my husband, <laughs> as a writer, he listens to the words. He's all in it. He can break it down, the symbolism. And I, it didn't went over my head 10 times. Wow. I, you know, I don't know what the song is talking about, <laughs> but I'm dancing to the beat. Right. <laughs> I love that. I think that's so interesting how you can like, it's the same thing, but you're having different experiences. Exactly. exactly. I love that. Different experiences to the music, because like I said, it's really inside of me, but I express it with the dance. And so when I dance, technically I'm not just you know doing a move but I'm telling a story Mm. with the dance like that's how I think the process and for him he literally tells a story with his words right oh my gosh this is gonna be so good come on Lauren I know you got (laughs) something to say (laughs) yeah I mean I think well because there's a part of me too that I I relate to what you're saying as far as like dancing and you're telling a story. And then when he listens to a song, he's listening for the story. I feel like writers, writers love hearing stories and then they want to re- recreate good stories themselves too. And then everybody else kind of just flows, you know? <laughs> right. I think writers are, writers are such weirdos, but, um, I'm as a writer myself, I think I, I, uh, I have to, I have to have nothing but the utmost love for writers, but I think, yeah, I, I really do relate to creators of all kinds. When I was first starting the Black Creator Connection, I was just like, is this a group for writers or is it for musicians? Is it for like people who are just on a healing journey and they also happen to be a little creative sometimes? And then my spirit was just like, yes. Mm, (laughs) it's for everyone it's for everyone who identifies as a creator and the the real low-key like secret like I'm like anybody who comes into the group and says they're creative I'm not judging and asking in what ways I'm just like okay that's great you know you don't have to prove anything I don't care about your resume I don't care about your credits you are a creator because whether or not you, <laughs> you've worked for Tyler Perry or something, I don't know, you have had to be resourceful to get to this very moment that you're living right now. You've had to be creative. Very often in life, you've had to make something from nothing. And mm-hmm. I think Black people especially know how to do that well. And uh, really the the community and podcast that all started for me um last spring when everything with like black lives matter was reinvigorated I just I was missing all of my black friends in New York and I was like I gotta do something I gotta do something to bring us together and uh I think from here on out it's just about black unity black art black love 
That is so beautiful. <laughs> I'm a title. Black unity, black art, and black love. Yeah. That's gorgeous because for so long we've been painted in a negative light and yeah. it has affected us all. For sure. Um, outside looking in and inside. I've been black all my life, guys, if you don't know. <laughs> but that mindset, when you're walking down the street and you have to collect your purse, mm that don't feel good and this is your black brother your black sister you shouldn't look at them like that you don't know them right and and right. a lot of times we don't even know that's a problem you know what i'm gonna save it for another day if i have to but <laughs> right <laughs> we can't we can't keep doing that to people absolutely yeah so, i think also coming from like i i'm currently based in charlotte north carolina but um ooh, ooh, i'm, I'm only- <laughs> oh nice I love it down here I, I I came here from New York I've been spending the last like clo- I, I moved to New York in 2012 so I was almost there for a decade it was a goal to live in New York for a decade but I'm gonna just have to say I'm, I'm a roundup <laughs> I basically did it I lived there for eight and a half years and I'm still not quite sure if I'm gonna go back but anyways I was there mostly doing comedy and acting and teaching and you know I think there were there were definitely there was definitely a sense of black unity within the New York comedy scene but there was still also this like competing nature that you know sometimes you didn't really know but you like are we rooting for everybody black or are we you know do you believe there's a seat at the table for all of us or do you think there's a seat at the table for just you? And what I learned is no matter what your skin color is, I got to look at what you do. Your actions tell me everything I need to know. And sometimes you got to be patient to really see a pattern. Um, but I think I really do think that's like, that's the one of the biggest lessons I learned from New York. Just in a city that's like, go, go, go. I learned to be patient there. Um, so yeah, I really hope that that helps me uh, in my journey forward. Um, I would like to go back to New York, but I still don't know. Nothing, yeah. Nothing's for sure in the future right now, I guess. Yeah, I understand. Um, and see, you moved to Charlotte. That's, that's one of the fastest cities as far as North Carolina, what we have to offer because North mm-hmm. Carolina is real chill. If don't nobody know the cities are like just big towns yeah it's not fast like it's so chill I oh man I I it's like it I mean it only happens in the grocery store there's like two places I go right now it's the grocery store it's Trader Joe's and Walgreens shout out to Trader Joe's and Walgreens (laughs) but I literally like people the way they'll be walking in there oh man this is so this is so New York but I'm just like can you can you hurry it up like or just like get out of the way you know what I mean because on the sidewalk in New York there are lanes there are lanes for walking there's a fast lane and there's a slow a slow lane and if you're a New Yorker you know which is which but the tourists don't know they'll be just doing their own thing (laughs) taking pictures in the middle of the fast lane and it's like Every lane in North Carolina is the slow lane. Is slow. <laughs> I have not gotten used to that yet, but it's also kind of nice because 
I feel like there was always a sense of like, I'm in a hurry in New York and I'm not like, I ain't got nothing to do today. I can take my time. And that's very much how I feel in North Carolina. Like it's, it's a space where I'm allowed to chill. That's so good. I'm going to pick up on that. But first I want to go back to one of the statements you said, um, Mm -hmm. being black about how we should be in unison and be for all black but sometimes it's like a certain kind of black or yeah. that person sometimes it's just one person you got to get the one that ain't acting right right they'll use their blackness against us mm-hmm. or to better themselves they they're just i hate when people do that they sell a product it's supposed to be for black people but they ain't do nothing for black people they didn't right. take that money and they dip out like yeah we need to call them out they're not good for our community guys i mean i could name names oh don't name it don't name it on the show (laughs) (laughs) i mean i you're right i'm not gonna be don't name it it. it's literally yeah i think girl i i have had the help of so many mentors and i and sponsors and you know honestly therapy journaling, lots of self-care to just really allow myself to heal from those experiences. Because honestly, for every like one bad seed, there's like 10 more, there's 10 more wanting to lift you up. I just think one thing that I've learned is just know, like, you can't just trust everybody because they're black. You know, you can't, you, you, for everyone, no matter what their skin color, you got to know what's in their heart and get to know people before you just give them the keys to the kingdom you know what I mean I know the ladies know what I'm talking about oh yeah um yeah that's where I'm at right now yeah you have to because um and and if you want to go with intimacy ladies before (laughs) you even take off anything you that man can have your heart and he (laughs) never deserves it right don't give your heart away like that. That's right. precious. No. And we have so much more power. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I wish I had did. known this in my 20s. Like we oh. have all the power. You, you like you can say no, you know, and see like who who will be okay with that and who will not be okay. And then you could still say no. You know, like just yeah, like demand the best. And then, but then also you have to be it too. You know what I mean? Like you can't just have these high expectations. You want a millionaire, but then, you know, you're, you're not willing to try to, to try to like work for a living, you know? Mm, I think we're touching on something. (laughs) You want all of these nice, high and expensive qualities. What are you bringing to the table? That's good. Yeah. I, I like I think my way of thinking about it right now is just because I am single um, and I think I'm like what I'm seeking I'm seeking in myself you know I don't want to search for love outside of me so anything that I think I can get in a partner it needs to exist in me too you know yeah. and I think that that is that is that has honestly been the best way for me to collaborate with people you know it's been the best way for me to maintain and nurture friendships 
Like, do these people possess qualities that I also love about myself? And if so, let's keep nurturing this relationship. You know, all life, every relationship is a relationship, but it always comes back to you. Yeah, yes, exactly. You are the person that is in all of your relationships. So if something is going on, you really do have to take that deeper look and find it. Could it be you? Right. What can you do better? Always take responsibility for your part because you can't control what the other person does, but you can control what you do. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can treat them better or you can cut them all. Like, there you go. Yeah. So you don't have to accept everything. And you know what? Release what no longer serves you. Love it. That is so good. Yes. You are saying so many great things. (laughs) I'm trying. I try. (laughs) Yeah, because... we can walk around okay y'all gonna get mad at me for saying this they always get mad at me more (laughs) (laughs) but we can walk around like we know everything and we can be snobby and rude and mean you know having our own stance we're so Mm. hard nobody can come into our circle and then at the same time we can be so stupid silly Mm. and let everybody in that never meant they were never meant to be in that space, but right. that man, you just, you know, overpowered that good one. You didn't push them away because you're so mean and nasty. Mm. Yeah. I try not to push anybody away. Really? Uh, I know that that's probably easier said. Um, but I, I think, yeah, I think my, intention is to just be welcoming to everyone um i've been reading i've been reading a lot in quarantine and one of my favorite reads was a new earth by eckhart toll and i think one of the most powerful lessons in that book is just like your purpose in life is happening here right now in front of you Like a lot of us, I think, confuse our purpose with like our job or our ultimate goal, which there's nothing wrong with wanting a great occupation. There's nothing wrong with aspiring to having big goals or anything like that. But like you and me here podcasting right now, all our our whole lives have been building up to this moment, Sharice. Like we are literally... We, we are the combination of all the choices we've made before now, before right now. So you, me talking to you, you are the most important person in my life. And I'm going to treat you as such. I'm not going to be, you know, worrying about like what's on my to-do list later and things like that. I think that's the most disrespectful thing you can do when you're here right now. You're living your life now. So you have to pay attention to what's in front of you now and be there fully. And if I can do that in any creative pursuit, if I can do that in working with any of my clients and talking to my family and my friends, then that's a good life. And right there, I am fulfilling my purpose. Every moment counts and just be here now. That was so poetic. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it was so beautiful because, oh my gosh, I never thought of it that way. 
Interesting. Yeah, just be here. But it goes back to that mind, that mind shift change. Because when you were talking about, um, you never even thought about pushing people away because that's not, you know, that's not you. You try to welcome everybody. It, yeah. It's that character. And we have to, how can I say this nicely? I don't, I don't want to step on y'all toes. Girl, today. just say it. Girl, just say it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, let it out. To, we let it out. We have yeah. different struggles and mm-hmm. some of us have, you know, worse attitudes than others, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter challenge your own self challenge your character if you don't like you know what sometimes some people they don't even see a problem like I got an issue with that yeah but if you see a problem and you strongly desire like you want a deeper relationship with your children or with your friend with with your spouse it doesn't even with your parents grandparents You Mm -hmm. really have to make the change. You have to challenge yourself and say, what can I do differently? Because to me, everything comes back full circle. I invest in my relationships because I truly believe that God is looking at me. And I believe that if I don't get this right, he's not going to be happy with me. Like that purpose piece that Lauren was touching on. I believe that's a part of my purpose. I have to get this right before I can move on to the next. Wow. I don't I don't see how I can be trusted pouring into other people's life. I can't even do that for my you know what I already have. Right. I think we I need also to you said something really interesting too about like making the change. Um I do think that there, like, if you do want your life to be different, I think being aware of that and just being mindful of that is like, that's the first step, you know, because there's a lot of people who live in denial, you know, they're frustrated and they're miserable, but they're not really facing the root of their frustration. So they're just kind of walking around, taking it out on everybody else and they're not doing anything about it, but they're also, they're so uncomfortable in the moment in the life that they're living, they ha- they can't accept any, any of it. So they double their suffering because they can't be present. They can't be here. They want to be everywhere else, but where they are. So I think what you're saying about like making the change, I think that's very profound because like we I, I, we essentially always are changing change is kind of inevitable if you're alive and breathing change is going to happen but you have to first accept what is what what's real what's really going on in your life and no matter how uncomfortable it makes you to just be able to it's like Mr. Rogers right Mr. Rogers says if you can mention it you can manage it so a lot oh, of it say is that like again. We gotta <laughs> that again. Yeah, I grew up on Mr. Rogers, so I uh, that might explain a little bit about <laughs> how why I'm so feeling. Um, but if you can mention it, you can manage it, right? You're frustrated and you don't know why. So start there. Okay, why am I so miserable? You know, 
I don't have enough money. Why don't I have enough money? Maybe you're spending money on things that you don't need because you're upset that you don't have any money. You see how it's a cycle? Like you have to be responsible for breaking the cycle, you know? And the only way you can do it is if you're first aware. This is the whole, this is, this is a thing that I think could also solve the world, you know? Because there's, there are people out there who still don't think racism is real. Uh-oh, let's talk about it. Girl, like there was a senator who not even a month ago went to Congress and said, wow, now I understand white privilege after the Capitol after the Capitol Hill riots, I understand my privilege now. Really, dude? Now? We just went through all this Black Lives Matter. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, like, literally. Thank you for saying that you started to get it yesterday. We needed you <laughs> on board. Three you know, like, years come ago. on. <laughs> yeah. And this is, a, this is a Democrat, you know? So I think sometimes this is the problem where people are just kind of like, the Republicans are the bad guys and the Democrats are the bad guys. And I'm not defending Republicans. <laughs> Don't even think I'm trying to do that. But I am saying, I think that there's, there's problems on both sides. Mm-hmm. And we got to look at what's really going on and make our own decisions and think independently because a lot of us really just want to pass off blame. We want to say like, oh, my life is going to be horrible because Donald Trump is the president. Okay, Joe Biden's the president now and are any of lives different? Mm. Like, I know he just got in there, but it's like, come on, we can't, we can't keep doing this. We can't keep giving our power away. Like at some point we have to say, what can I do to be better? And my, what can I do to change my environment, to change my surroundings and my world? Cause you're not going to fix the whole world. You're, you're probably not going to fix racism. And I say probably because I'm holding out hope for myself that I will fix racism. No, I'm just playing. Um, but I literally, I, I just think that yeah, awareness and meditation and creativity, like that, those are things that will solve the world's problems and just help us all wake up. That was so good, Lauren. You said so many things um, just now. I, oh my gosh, my head is spinning. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, we have to take responsibility, ladies. I just want y'all to be clear that I do love you. I do have a heart um, of kindness and love, but I also know what's needed. When I'm telling you guys these things, it's not because I don't have a heart and I don't care. Right. It's the truth and sitting down and not, and denying it, it ain't gonna help. I can tell you that right now. Right. You you really gonna have to pick yourself up because yeah, this it, is all coming from a place of love though. Yeah, from a place I of love. I feel that. I feel that. Thank you because I know how it feels to be lost. Mm-hmm. It don't feel good. And if mm-hmm. you're if you allow yourself to go there, like Lauren was saying about try, why are you miserable? Okay, because of your money. So w- what are you doing with your money? Don't make excuses when you say it's the money and you're spending it on every new technology, iPhone, Jordans, whatever you spend on this stuff. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> don't stop yourself from saying that and admitting that and then going through the process of healing from that. You have to allow yourself to go there because mm-hmm. maybe it's something mm-hmm. deeper you don't even realize is going on, but that's going to unlock your freedom. And I'm going to give you some hope that if you go through the process, it may not feel good at the moment to not buy those Jordans because you feel like your your self-worth is gone. Mm-hmm. Who you are as a whole person is being stripped away because it's rooted in something. Somebody told you that's prosperity. Somebody told you that that's how rich people live. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, you can have those things, but if you allow yourself to go through that process, get your money where it needs to be, those things are always going to be there and you can buy it and you're going to feel better when you do it. You're going to be able to reward yourself like, yes, I finally paid all my bills. I'm out of debt. I can have all the Jordans I want to have. And there's, there's nothing wrong with the Jordans, but it was how we were doing it. What was attached to it while we was buying it? Because mm-hmm. I'm not attached to material things. I still like them. I want the quantity or the quality, excuse me, but I'm not attached to it. There's really a, good. Oh, thank you. But yeah, it's coming from a place of love. And I see so many people just not making wise decisions. I wish I had $300 to buy on some shoes. I do right. not have that kind of money. Can y'all pass me some, please? <laughs> I don't have it. So I, I never experienced that. And I don't I don't understand the thrill. Yeah, I'm just, I'm gonna, I feel like I'm going to say something that people are going to, oh boy. You want to step on some toys? Um, I, I might step on some toes. Yeah, yeah. But it's okay. I'm, I am I don't mind being polarizing. Um, I bought a pair of Jordans for my 30th birthday. It was like a treat. And they were like, they were the Jordan ones. They were like $300. And I remember being so upset that it it didn't feel like walking on clouds, you know? I thought that they would be, I was like, surely, because they're so expensive, they're going to be the most comfortable sneaker I've ever purchased. And I was really disappointed that they were not. They're, they're not comfortable. They look cool. But, you know, I can buy some Skechers for like $50 that are way better. <laughs> but those yeah. aren't as cool. <laughs> So I feel like some, part of what we're kind of getting a little bit trapped by is we're getting trapped by the branding. We're getting trapped by the idea that like, oh, if I wear this shoe, I too will be as great as Michael Jordan. And I'm like, that's that's cool. You know, do what you got to do to lift yourself up. But again, be aware that that's what you're doing don't just don't just keep getting played you know that's that's exactly what capitalism is founded on if you're afraid you will consume okay so just don't get lost in the sauce just keep stay woke as the kids say (laughs) um I I I feel like I'm never gonna buy Jordans again and I probably won't be allowed to now (laughs) (laughs) but you're okay with that and and that's the message because I know even if you don't wear Jordans, I know so many parents spend their last $2. Uh, we know it's more than $2, but they just spend their last to get these things. Y'all, yeah. that's creating poverty. Like, I'm just going to say it. You yeah. are not doing your children a favor when you do those things. 
you're you not know what you should do instead I literally I did this for my nephew's birthday um if you if you can buy Jordans you can buy stock Whoop. sorry how about that <laughs> if you can buy Jordans you can buy stock and you just, oh, it's so easy. If you, if you just put like $25 in, let it sit there until your kids get like 21 years old. They have the potential to be a millionaire. You know, I feel like my parents didn't do that because they didn't know to do that. But I'm like, yo, the stock market is it. Like that's, I, I don't like it. I don't like that. This is the system we're living in. But hey, this is the system we're living in. Yeah. Let's take let's take advantage of it because you can't make any change if you don't have any power yourself, you know? Yeah, so let's I'm bring that about, home. Let's bring yeah. that home right now because yes. for so long we've been waiting on other people. And guys, the reality is when you do that, I'm not saying you're never going to need help because I want to be helped. Right. Like somebody's going to need me to help them. I get mm-hmm. that. But Mm -hmm. what you don't want to do is give over that power that Lauren just talked about. Because they're going to help you the way they want to help you. Right. And that's not true help. No, it ain't. Me literally waiting for you to come back to give me something to serve me again instead of of just giving me the tools that I can pick my own self up, that don't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just leaving us hurting. It ain't it ain't hurting nobody else. Mm-hmm. It's hurting us. We spend the most money, but we the brokest people. I need yes. y'all to wake up. You got money already. You got all the money already. You have enough, if you would yes. just shift the money, change the money, put it somewhere that's gonna benefit you and your house. Then buy the Jordan. Don't buy the Jordans now. Y'all, where that stimulus check money go? <laughs> Come on. What, did anybody open up their own business with that money? Right. You know what? I'm a back on. I'm stepping I know. Right I there. feel like I did. Um, I, I feel like this year I've been implementing Elizabeth Warren's uh, 50-30-20 plan. And it's not perfect. It's not a perfect system that I have, but it's. It's 50% of your income to wants, 30% to, oh, sorry, maybe it's 50 to needs, 30 to wants, and 20% to savings. See, I'm not, I, I, I don't have it perfect yet either, because sometimes, you know, it needs to be, sometimes it needs to be, you know, 60, 30, 20. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, math. Oh boy. But you know what I mean. Sometimes it changes, but I think I love that because it's like, take care of your needs with 50% and then you can, and then you can spend money on things that you want, but make sure it's only 30% and then save. You don't have to save hundreds of dollars. Even if you can only save like $5 a week, that's better than zero. Yeah. You know, at the end of the year, five dollars a week that's almost a thousand dollars come on you know you do that five dollars a week for 52 weeks and then take that thousand dollars at the end of the year invest it just don't touch it no matter how i and i know that it's hard because this is something that i spent all my 20s learning hard lessons towards like i would save up and then I would have something would come up, life would happen, and then I'd spend all my savings. 
and then I'd have to start over from zero. And it's like, even when you have more in savings than you do in your checking account, you got to have, you got to have an account where there's money that you don't touch because there's, there's accounts for spending, (laughs) there's accounts for when life happens. And then there's accounts for retirement. You got to start thinking about that if you're not already. Yeah, it's so true. And if 2020 didn't wake a lot of people up, we got some way more work to do. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we're, I, I feel like Social Security, we're not going to be able to rely on it the way that, you know, older people are barely relying on it now, you know? I heard a child. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Go no, <laughs> you're good. You're good. This is real life, guys. I am a mom of four. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's so cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Thank I you. I knew you were a mom. I didn't know you had four kids. I my have four goodness. children. I homeschool. I'm a stay-at-home wife. So we're here 24-7, literally. Love. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. So this, so yeah, uh, shelter in place was not new. You were already doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's another point I want to make. You guys can learn. So if you feel hard, you know, that is too hard to save. It's going to take discipline, but you Mm -hmm. can learn it. If, if you really just look at the consequences for not saving. Yeah. Just think about the struggles that you had because those desires that you want for your children they're real but you're gonna have to you're gonna really have to be in tune with reality because them joins is not gonna pay their way through college right and I I don't want to sound you know like there is no hope there is hope but I need y'all to realize where you are first if you ain't saving you're not helping yourself or them because my fear they're going to learn those bad habits. They're going to do the same thing. Mm. And it just keeps going. Yeah. Be the one who breaks it. Break that curse. Broke. is broke. On this end, I, I save. Love it. I don't, I may not have much. I may not ever had much, but seasons change. Right. So when it comes, uh, I'm not going to say it's not going to take practice because I've never had that much, like in my hands, you know, I've been around people with money, but it's different (laughs) when it's your money. (laughs) Right. Right. It's different. You might, you know, you get tempted a little bit, but I mean, I just, I love that feeling of it's not, it's not about having a lot of money. It's about having freedom. Yeah. I mean, and that's something that I think, everybody is really everyone's uh trying to have as much freedom whether it's financial self-expression political what have you everybody is just trying to be free yeah and I think you guys um are valuable enough and and worth it enough but I I can't give you a million dollars today because you might spend it tomorrow Right. So it's it's not the value. Like Lauren said, that that ain't it. Money, y'all gonna think I'm weird. 
but I don't look at money as the value, like 1000 to 1000. I look at it as what I do with it. Right. What do I do with that $1,000? What do I do with that $100? So if you can manage it well, if you can learn how to make that money spread, it's going to come back around and you're going to be equipped to handle the larger amount. Right. And you're going to feel better. You're going to have that freedom. Because one thing I know, God will provide. Oof. You do it the right. I don't care how long you've been struggling. If you have been doing everything you know was right, he got to come around and just give you a, a little piece of the blessing. Like just, <laughs> you know, he do, that's what he does. I love and, and also remember, I think st- everybody's going to start from somewhere because now I'm sitting here thinking about if you had told me like four or five years ago that I'd be on a podcast having a conversation like contributing to the conversation and it's about money like if you had told me that a few years ago I would have been I would have slapped you I'd been like no never (laughs) not me because money is for people who are greedy Money is, you know, I, I used to have a mindset of like, I don't like money. I'm not going to think about it, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, everybody's going to start from somewhere. And I had to start from the realization of money is a tool. You know, it's not evil. It can be, it can turn some people greedy, but there are people who are doing really, really great things with their money as well. And Sharice, you might, you might know, you might know this quote, but I, it hit me hard. So I want to share it, but it's when good people make good money, they do great things. And I, I learned that. that in my head. Yes. Are- it's so good. We, we learned that. We learned that from Chris Harder, who's Chris Harder on IG and just everything he posts about money is just game changing. Check him out. But um, yeah, I think I just keep receiving messages from God and the universe that like, you know, I I deserve money because Mm -hmm. I'm going to do great things with it. And maybe you listening out there, like you can think the same way too, but also you got to start from somewhere, you know, so. Because I'm so glad you mentioned your starting point because I hated money. I Mm -hmm, hated money. mm -hmm. And God has dealt with me many, many years, you guys, <laughs> about this relationship with money. And and I'm faithful with money. That's the thing. I'm faithful. He give me a million dollars. I'm not going to spend it tomorrow on, uh, you know, Bugattis or whatever, penthouses. No, I'll probably give it away to the homeless. Like, seriously. And he could not use me to do that because I thought money was evil. How can he give me a blessing if I legit have had problems with it, not understanding what to use it for? Mm. He couldn't. So this last round, a couple weeks ago, when we got into um, our training with Patrice Washington, it broke a lot of that last stuff off. That money is evil. Money is not evil. Uh, money is not even the root to all evil, but it's the love of money. We really need to understand that Christians, because we are pushing the blessings away and God wants to use us to be a blessing to other people. 
I don't see, I don't know how many churches fail in this money aspect. And mm-hmm. and this I don't say this. This is hard for me to say because I love my churches. I love my people. But we don't have a grip on money. We're struggling. Churches are struggling because we think money is bad. You need it, so you asking all the members, "Hey, give me your money." But that's not that's not the way that they did it in the biblical days. Everybody brought what they had and then they evenly distributed. And the ones who had it going on, they just shared more. So I think God just wants to rise us up. He wants us to literally change the world, be a blessing. That's what it's always been. The message has always been there. But we just kind of didn't think that God could use us to do that. We were kept looking for hand-me-downs. No, mm-hmm. he told Moses, what's in your hand? Now you go ahead and do it. So um, I hope you guys got something out of this podcast, this money talk. We had no intention on going here, but I know <laughs> he is raising up his people to do greater because that's what he said. We will do greater. So what would you do with that multi-million business? I'm so sorry. No, that's fine. I know what I would do. I would employ a whole lot of people who need jobs. And when if people come to me for a job, I don't want them to just be an employee. I want to teach them how to be their own boss. Yeah. That's my heart. It's enough for everybody to have their own business. Yes. Got any final words? Mm, just keep doing whatever keeps you in your purpose mm-hmm. um i think yeah i have all these quotes in my head right now clarity is in the doing y'all um and just be kind you know be kind to yourself be kind to others i love um, I don't remember her name, but she's on, she's an influencer on Instagram. And she always says, if you can't have a good day, don't ruin anybody else's. Do you know who I'm talking about? I Tabitha. Do. Oh, she's that so, is so good though. Yeah, it's great. If you can't have a good day, don't ruin anybody else's day. So that's, I think that's, that's such a good way to leave people. I think. That was so beautiful. Thank you again, Lauren, for coming on here. And yes, I'm going to apologize. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I am truly No apology necessary. (laughs) It was an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. All right. We have to do this again. Absolutely.